0: Yo, so I've just had Stephen McDonald on the podcast. This uh, this dude, it was just such a uh, a great heart to heart slash. Uh, 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 interesting call all over the place i do talk more in this conversation but we get into subjects like like being able to stay consistent and stay at it he's made um 700 tracks in three years so we kind of dive into that and how one can achieve something like that and if one wants to achieve something like that we also go into relationships with uh labels and why uh uh, the approach that so many people take towards it is not necessarily the right one, in my opinion, in our opinion, because at a certain point, you you get to a place where you stop trying to uh, you stop having to prove yourself. And we talk from that perspective and we talk about the uh, possible strategies that you can take in order to really choose the labels and the publishers that you want to uh, um to, to to work with, and yeah, we bring in we bring in uh, 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 so many cool examples. We talk about burning out. We talk about anxiety and its role in our mechanism. We talk also about night owls, and I say why I think that night owls is not really uh, uh, um, it's 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 more forced the natural for most people um spoiler alert i'm 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 I, i'm just uh bringing that to the forefront this can trigger people uh, that are night owls i respect that but i bring in my perspective on that this podcast was so much fun and I recommend you listen uh, throughout the whole thing. We have a heavy part in the in the middle where we talk about like really like we go go in a bit deeper into all this uh, um, mind body connection breaks all these kinds of things, and then we proceed to talk about the more professional kind of stuff. So um, expect a cool episode. If y'all want to support the podcast, please make sure to follow the podcast wherever you're listening to it Uh, Spotify Apple you can follow the podcast this really helps the podcast gain more traction and also helps you to get notified when new episodes are coming out so I really appreciate it when you do that and also share the posts if you like what I'm writing or you like uh, uh, what you are hearing and the gems you're getting Um, yeah and lastly if you want to leave a rating and review man that 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 also makes my day. So please, please, please show show us the love, show us the sugar, and without further ado, my man, Stephen McDonald. What's up? What is happening, brother?
1: Dude, I'm uh, I'm winding down, ready to not write music for for a couple weeks. Hopefully. Oh we'll wow. See. We'll we'll see. That's what's <laughs> it's up. always a, it's always a hopefully.
0: Okay. So let's, I mean, I, I pulled this, uh, uh, my listeners already know I pulled this question, uh, out at some point, but I want to, I guess I want to start with, uh, with, with gratitude. What are you, what, what's, what's, what's coming into mind that you're grateful for right now?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, I know the easy one is my family, my, my, my wife and daughter. Um, that's, you know, that's kind of, I guess that's the default answer for most people. Um, as far as like relevance here, just um, being able to do what I do and you know, whether that, and whether, it's not always the most fun, but it's, it's a cool, it's a cool field to be in and I'm glad I get to write music. I'm glad I get to work from home where oh, my yeah. family is. Um, and I'm glad I get to, I'm glad I get to meet a lot of people. I, I've made so many friends in this industry. It's one of the things I like most about it is the, kind of the composers, you know, and publishers little networks that form and support groups, so to speak. It's I'm thankful for the for all of that really.
0: 100%. Um before I feel like before we get we before we get into all of that, why why don't you tell us a little bit about like Stephen McDonald, like how you grew up. You're in Oklahoma right now. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, how how you came to be who you are today. And I feel like yes, uh uh a daughter and a, a wife that you are uh, a, a loving, a loving person to is is a, is a great motivator and a great thing to be thankful for. So I'd love to know your trajectory and how you've come to be where you are today.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, so, like you said, I'm, I'm in Oklahoma. Um, grew up here, went to public school here. I'm in a in a suburb, and I don't know a lot of people probably don't know. Like out here in the Midwest, United States, uh, marching band is huge. Uh, Just in general, like high school, middle school band is, they're big and pretty well funded and very, you know, important and popular. Well, being in band doesn't make you popular. You probably know that. Uh, (laughs) So uh, I, I as far as like music stuff, you know, I started in like fifth grade band. I play clarinet, um, play clarinet and then into high school, some bass clarinet as well. And uh, I always really liked marching band because it was kind of the fun, more uh, showy, crowd pleasing stuff. Um, so I first kind of started getting into wanting to write music for marching bands and stuff. And that was in, like, late high school when I started to get into the idea of writing music. One day I met with a really cool young uh, guest composer we had at our school. And he kind of showed me the whole DAWs and virtual instruments thing. And so from there I just started making my own music like crazy. It's hugely uh, inspired by video games. Um, let me see right here. I've got my video game, like, the main oh, that's theme cool. from Halo that's tattooed cool. on my <laughs> the music staff on my wrist. Wow. Um, so I would just I would just write music, put it on YouTube and stuff, and you know, super inspired. I would put you know, I'd do things like, whenever Halo Five was about to come out, I was like, oh, Halo Five fan made, you know, inspired soundtrack, and I would write stuff, put pictures of Master Chief on the YouTube video and stuff, and I you know, I, I came to get a decent little following and you know, some viewers there doing that just for fun. Uh, and then one day, kind of out of the blue, um, someone that worked with the music library—they were a small music library that was mostly run by pop and hip hop producers—and they were just then starting to get deals with shows in like Discovery Channel and History Channel stuff that used more orchestral and uh, you know c- the cinematic film score esque music. And so they were needing more people to kind of fill it outside of their library. And um, the guy that approached me there—he, I, I still work with him daily. He's uh, he kind of mentored me, he taught me what the industry was and you know how to get into there uh from there, I kind of made my own connections and so that was about twenty fourteen that I started uh now it's december twenty twenty three so I'm coming i i'm I'm just clear of nine years doing this wow. now uh, wow. and in those years, I've worked a lot with that guy in that library and then just kind of made my own connections you know submitting and networking and, uh, and I've you know, worked for I've worked for probably, like, 30 or 40 libraries total, but, like, actively, like, ongoing, I probably work with, I'd say, like, three or four that, you know, really stuck and that I'm working with on a regular basis. So, uh, that's that's that was my trajectory to get here. Um, you know, along the way, like, I, I went to college, decided not to major in music because I, majoring in music is usually pretty performance-based, and clarinet's cool, but I don't really... Uh, I don't really like doing like I don't have a passion for performance. I have a passion for writing and telling the story. So I didn't want to have to be doing auditions and, you know, concerts and all that stuff in college. So I uh, I majored in film. Mm. Um, I didn't think that that would somehow be more employable. But I'm in Oklahoma. <laughs> I don't think it really was. Um, I still I, I got some, you know, my, my first like right out of college, I managed to to get some work in video and media like graphic design and video production stuff. That was my day job. Until I dropped the day job in uh, like early 2018, uh, where I had just took music full time from there and been doing it since. And then during college, where I met my wife. um, Shortly before I dropped the day job, uh, we had my daughter, uh, who's six now. So that was a a big motivating factor. I remember my wife telling me she's pregnant, and I remember instantly pulling out my phone and checking my bank account to be like. Oh man, can I do this? Can we do <laughs> can we do this? Is the music thing gonna work? And so far it has. So there's that uh, gratefulness we talked about earlier.
0: Yeah. Wow. So you've been doing you've been I've doing it full time. You, you muted? <laughs> yeah, my my dog was barking outside, so okay. <laughs> I, I had <laughs> to mute it on, on Zencaster. But um, um Technical errors. I, I'll, I'm not gonna edit this shit out. Let's 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 just roll with just it. it um, so, you've been doing it full time uh, since 2018. What does that mean, full
1: time? So that's what I count as when I dropped the day job entirely. So, right, so, so I started doing this at the end of 2014. Um, it was like January 2016 that I got my first royalty check. It was like 200 bucks. I was like, oh God, that's not enough. But <laughs> it, was, it was still, it was motivating enough for me to... I, I hated the day job and I, I wanted out of it. So I was like, okay, my wife is working right now. I'm just going to quit this day job and go to a part-time job. So I managed to find like a 20 hour a week or so part-time job and did that for two years while continuing to write lots and lots of music. Uh, and then, so I was... Yeah, when I got my September 2017 BMI check, I gave my boss basically a three months' notice, uh, so that the next royalty check—the day I got my next royalty check—was my last day of that job, and uh, that was whenever I felt somewhat comfortable and that it was going to stay consistent enough for me to to lose that paycheck. And uh, at that point, my wife was working full time still, so there was some there was some steady money <laughs> coming into our household so- besides that.
0: So I'm, I'm, I'm interested is in 2017, how many, how many tracks do you have in your, uh, in your catalog by then?
1: Oh, let's see. I mean, let <laughs> yeah. um, let's go, let's I, go. I, I'm literally <laughs> pulling up a calculator. So, okay. So I, I when I started doing the library thing, I, I think what I considered a successful week was about five tracks a week is what I aimed for. And it's, it sounds like a lot and it is, but like one of the things you have to realize is like in reality there, there are libraries that deal a lot like directly with American reality TV. Like that's their, their whole thing is us reality shows on cable and network and stuff like that. Um, they aren't usually like big international. They don't usually have sub publishing. Some of them do, some of them don't um, that world. It, it, they need a lot of music and they request a lot of it um, very fast and their shorter tracks. Usually like a minute and a half is pretty normal for those tracks, whether when and when i'm going for like a big album for you know warner chapel or something like that i go for two minutes plus to for those tracks um but yeah writing like five of those instrumental background tracks a week so let's see i don't know let's just so that was three years so
0: yeah sounds like uh five times sounds like seven about around 750 tracks yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
1: so i was approaching a 1000 and wow to get there and uh yeah, and I think by yeah. now I'm probably I'm probably approaching 3000. I don't know, I'd have to wow. I'd wow. have to do some It's a lot, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing,
0: <laughs> man. I am I'm, I'm very inspired and I just uh I just dropped an episode with uh with Justin uh with Jason Rudd. I don't know why Justin and Jason always uh, uh, gets uh, <laughs> it replaces each other in my head in my head. Uh, you, uh, Jason why. Rudd from Level Seventy Seven, and uh, he was speaking to, to I mean, man, like I love I love uh, the book that by by Dan Graham that ba- and, and that basically recommends to do a cue a week, um, and lays out that in. Uh, around seven to eight years, if I'm 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 getting the numbers right, you'll you'll make a full time job uh, uh, from music if you do it with the right publishers, of course. But I feel like as as I'm 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 approaching this year, and I I didn't I, I did make around probably fifty to seventy cues this year. Um, that like it's not. I'm I'm not nearly in the in the rhythm that I that I can provide that I can be in in order to provide myself a full time living from these uh, royalty checks like you've you've been cranking and doing. Uh, I'd love to hear your perspective on it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's kind of tricky because like to me, I, I kind of have there, there are different areas of production music that I do. And like the reality TV thing is very much its own. League different. So if I'm doing when I'm doing albums for like the bigger libraries or you know the ones that have more international representation, the ones that aren't just in that little like in the the reality TV trenches, I will I do put more time into those. I mean, I try. I I always whenever I talk about this, I always try to try to make sure I don't sound like I'm not giving the reality TV stuff enough attention. They, I try to make you know I obviously am trying to make those tracks good. It's just the expectation there is usually they need more (laughs) like in that, in that area, they're asking for more and you get briefs a lot. Because that's what, that's what their, their their
0: license, their blankets look like. That's what their blankets Mm -hmm. look like. Like they're, they're, they're they're getting paid less for more. So, I mean, like it makes sense.
1: Yeah. And in general, like what's important with those reality TV, like since they're, since they're being shopped directly to like editors that are working on the shows, the most important thing is that they fulfill the brief, like the mood, the tone. They, they, they have, you know, the edit points, that's the basic stuff, the, the kind of the, the reality TV rules. Um, and you don't, they don't necessarily have to be like crazy, insane, like top-notch, you know, 40-hour mixes that, you know, that, that will just blow speakers away. Because like, to be real, they're going to be, like half the time they're going to be in mono, buried under dialogue. Um, that, you know, and again, I, I don't want to give the impression that I like, don't try on those but it's because of like working so much in that field is the reason my output is so high the numbers are so high if i was doing just nothing but albums for warner chapel or universal or something like that it would i'm sure that number for me would be much lower because i i think those like for the longevity you want and for those for how how many countries they go to and stuff I, i feel like the standard is higher and you know that it's less about getting as many tracks out and more about making sure they're you know really top-notch competitive and like i've done quite a bit of trailer music too that was where i spent a lot of time like getting better I was improving because doing trailer music i had to you know i had to be competitive with with the mark petries and phil lobers of the world you know <laughs> oh my god these guys are monsters yeah <laughs> so that i mean that's my perspective on it. it's like i i think I, like, I don't I don't think I'm a really really good composer but I think I'm really good at finishing tracks and knowing when they're done and knowing when it's appropriate to move on. I think that's so like and, and that skill I think is particularly useful in the in the reality TV world where you need a lot
0: <laughs> in the world in general I feel like that's a, um it's interesting yeah the last podcasts have been, have been about being a finisher. Um, a lot of a lot of them have been about being a finisher. And I was talking to to again, I'm shouting him out because he's dope, uh, Gallo, um, who who was on the podcast a few, a few weeks ago. And I was talking about the challenge that I took on, which was a rap a day, like to edit, make a, a rap video a day for a hundred days. And what it made me was not only a better uh, rapper and producer. It also made me a, a way more of a finisher, like as opposed to before, where I would like marinate on a track for a year before I wouldn't even release it, kind of thing. Um, and and uh, that that was kind of a thing. And then like having that daily challenge of doing something, and regardless of of if it sounds the best uh, uh, that I've ever done or if it sounds shitty as hell. I'm I'm moving the, with this. I'm moving forward. I am keeping on on pushing this and I feel like um I'm doing stuff for reality and I guess the lower tier maybe um I, I, you could one could call it lower tier but um just like more background and 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 more specific more niche can actually make you a way 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 better oiled machine for uh for the bigger ones I feel like
1: and I think that's I think that makes sense too because like I I started all I was doing was the reality TV stuff and I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say not lower tier but just, I think it, it is kind of apples and oranges like you know at the end of the day it's still making music making library music but um, the skill I th- I think the skill set is a little different like I think a lot of people that do really high quality um, albums for big libraries probably couldn't or would hate doing the reality TV thing, just because it's a different skill and a different, like, it's incredibly mentally draining. (laughs) Like, even if I'm not spending a ton of hours on a track, there's still a lot of decisions being made there, a lot of creative energy being used. So that's the hard part to me is just like the long term, like, okay, I'm writing my 1000th orchestral tension Or orchestral drama track you know (laughs) like how how could I possibly write another one (laughs) whereas you know with uh, the higher quality the higher tier stuff and trailers and such here it's more of like how can I make something like groundbreaking or you know something something attention-grabbing and weird Right. But that different skills. But that
0: I mean, like that as well has its price, you know, like like I always take the custom, uh, the custom work uh, thing where some people like narrow down and focus on custom work. And then a lot of their gigs don't get accepted and then they don't get to pay their bills. And, you know, like it's it's also a very frustrating cycle to be a part of. That's why I feel like it, it for me the only way to keep longevity in this uh, uh, my strategy and the only way to keep longevity for myself is to be able to balance the two you know like to juggle between one thing and the other because like man i'm i'm doing uh i'm, I'm doing a, a um an album for one of the big three right now and and i'm so well polished right now for this like i'm so fresh my ear is so fresh because i haven't they've asked me for a style that i haven't done in a while and I'm like, let's go. 10 tracks in 10 days, you know, like, and 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 it comes out of me like nothing. And the reason I'm flexing right now is because it's, it, it is just, I feel like the ability to, 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 rest and digest so to speak like uh, um just like when you go to the gym you can't go to the gym every day and expect uh your muscles to get blown up you need to you need to rest you need to have this these periods of of uh, uh unwinding
1: yeah and uh that and that's the thing that is like when I, I was like when, when you asked what's up and I said ready to not write music for two weeks I, said, <laughs> I I it has been busy. So I kind of like uh, over the summer I kind of I slow down a little bit. Um but like during the, the the school year when my my daughters at school all day and I have 7 to 8 hours a day of like empty house where I can really work. I try to I go pretty hard. I go really hard and then and I think I've done I, I don't know how I've done I mean I've been doing like daily reality TV briefs and then alongside that I've done like four albums since September, I think like just wrapped up the last one now and i'm just like oh i want to i actually i want to rest but then uh, anxiety uh, <laughs> you know fear of uh fear of like losing relationships or losing contacts by uh, being inactive also takes over a bit where that's why it's always uh, i'm going to try to rest and mm. try to not write music
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. (laughs) I I feel like that's also important. I've been uh, experiencing a lot of uh, gut issues lately. Um, Gut challenges, I'd say, not issues, because I I really feel like the body gives us uh, cues, right? Like the body gives us little, uh, um, little signs, like, "Hey, I'm I'm not good right now," you know, like I'm I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing this, I'm experiencing, and I I tend to not listen to my body. Like I tend to take it too much to, to the edge. And I feel like with screens, like with the, the position we're in, it is so easy to not see anything that is happening inside and, and in our brain and our body, because it's so desensitizing, right? Like we're looking at a screen we're basically like, if you think about it, like the the ideal state is wide, right? Like the, the the eyes need to look wide. That's why a lot of people have glasses because they're so focused on one thing, um, and it really it creates like this. Uh, uh, the facial muscles aren't aren't doing what they need to be doing, which is basically look wide and see if there's uh, um, risk or something, you know. Like or uh, and and um, what I'm what I'm what I'm speaking to is. That it is so easy for people like me and you to forget about all that kind of stuff, to not go outside, to not take a break, to to not take the weekend off, and then, like, man, I've I've been burnt out a few times, like uh, like bad, bad burnt out. Mm-hmm. And every time I have gut issues, I have to remind myself, okay, wait, what's what can we restart here? What's the? It's like in in um. In my Mac, a lot of the times when uh, sometimes actually like the DAW doesn't work or something like that, like especially when rendering like heavy projects, and I'm like, okay, I need to, uh, um, I need to disconnect all the cables. I need to shut off the computer. I need to put it, ba- pull it back up because there's actually like a thing where you, when you pull all the USBs out of your computer, it actually can can uh, um can basically rest and digest for a few minutes, and then you put it back together. And it's it's like new. And mm-hmm. I feel like it is it is a direct analogy to how we should be managing our energy, right? Like uh, um, uh, juggling between projects, uh, uh, reminding ourselves to be uh, uh, mindful of the body and the soul and things that need to be uh, uh, nourished as well. because if if not, then then I mean like, I'm not doing this. So at 60, I I'll, I'll I'll be obese and overweight and, 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 and have beers in my home. I'm not doing this for that. And I know my listeners aren't doing this for that. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, long, long rant.
1: I know, but it's, it's very, it's very relevant for, for us. I mean, you know, like we're freelancers, you know, like all pretty, pretty much everyone doing this are freelancers. There's no, you know, nothing's guaranteed. And, uh, i'm like i always say like probably the thing i'm worst at is relaxing like i'm terrible at at pumping the brakes because and i and i, I some people ask people ask me like what motivates you a lot of times i'm like uh anxiety you know fear of fear of losing it all and having no income and no you know <laughs> like failing my family and all that stuff so i'll you know it, that, that's what makes it hard for me to to pump the brakes and just you know sit back and i know it's I know it's bad for me and I know it's bad for my health. Um, I keep myself pretty disciplined like as far as like physical activity. So I don't, I don't think I suffer in that way, but I, it's, it's all up here where I uh, work incredibly hard. And you know, I, like, I think, I think that's part of, of having anxiety is it's, it is a double-edged sword. Like, um, cause you, if you can channel, you channel it into being really productive and proactive and you know, what I mean, like you can, like I, I wouldn't want all of my anxiety to suddenly go away because I would feel like that would change my personality to its core where I would not, you know, my work ethic would probably suffer. Um, maybe I'd be, maybe I'd be able to take a vacation and, and enjoy it. <laughs> but also my, I, you know, I, I would be worried that I would just kind of be like, yeah, I, I don't need to keep this up, but I know I do. You know, there's always that fear of like, if I were to take a sabbatical or something, you know, the industry would not stop. The industry would keep going without me, you know? And I'm, there's always that fear of like, oh, are people going to, are my, my publisher's going to forget about me or are, you know, our clients going to move on to someone else that's, that's not me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something I uh, think about. that's, that's still
0: the power of relationships. I feel like that's, that's where, that's where the rubber meets the road. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like, you know, like that's why, um, helicopter parenting is so harmful for, for children uh, and mm. I'm, I'm bringing all sorts of analogy because that's what you're bringing it, 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 that's, that, as we said like this conversation is free flowing and these are analogies like I had to as, as a person I had to um, get rid of my tendency to helicopter parent uh, my dog because she's <laughs> like she's my dog is literally my my one best friend in the world. And mm. uh, um, I think people can resonate with that as well. But I mean, helicopter parenting was something that I've, I- I've experienced. And he- what helicopter uh, parenting essentially is, is just too much anxiety put into uh, raising a child, right? And then the child absorbs all this anxiety and uh, becomes that and, and becomes a product of that. And I think that's not fair. As a parent, to to do like and 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 to not do it, you have to be mindful, right? And mm-hmm. to be mindful, you have to manage that anxiety, right? And and that's what humans have been doing for years. Like, wh- I mean, like when you see a lion in in in, in the uh, that's stalking you, you're not going to be happy, right? You're going to have a level of anxiety. But the thing is that people um, uh, uh, keep up this anxiety a lot of people in the modern world are keeping this anxiety even when they're resting and di- digesting they're in their mm-hmm. cave they're in their comfort they're in their they're spending time with their with their loved ones and they're keeping that anxiety and that's that's what fucks shit up yeah. um and that's what <laughs> creates unhappiness and and that's why i feel like it's more important for me really to promote like things that can enhance the human machine than than it is to 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 promote plugins because I feel like the human machine is the one and only thing that keeps us I, I don't think I know it's the one and only <laughs> thing that keeps us floating in hard times in cold times and in, in 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 fearful times. You know, like if we are in constant anxiety, it's it's un it's unmanageable. I mean, and and again, there are levels to it and there's management to it and and Yes, I'm not gonna tell somebody with with high anxiety who's like on on oxy all day long to 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 chill out, right? But you know, like there are ways to 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 put ourselves um, in front of this, as opposed to putting that anxiety and then then blaming everything on it, which is not something I'm saying you're doing. I'm just saying that every that a lot of people who um, don't get a lot of shit done because. Uh, they end up procrastinating. That's what happens. Um, they put the anxiety in front of themselves and not ask themselves, what do I want? They ask themselves subconsciously, what does the anxiety want? And mm-hmm. and for me, um, like uh, as of late, I've been starting to shut everything off. At 8 eight p.m., I'm shutting everything off. Whatever I'm doing, boom, off. Um, mm-hmm. uh, um I like to geek out. So I, 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 I listen to a lot of podcasts like like Tim Ferriss and like people who talk about stuff from a, a very a scientific but also holistic standpoint. And I try to implement a lot of these things, like a lot of uh, cold showers, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, exposure to, to, to these situations, which in, induce anxiety and try to calm within them. And then it helps me with my anxiety. So yeah, as of late, my 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 hack to that, and and I'm not sure like if parents can do it as good, but I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure there is a way to find a way to to stop everything at a certain time, and uh, um and, and it's before sleep as well. So if you're you're finishing like your production at 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 uh, 10 p.m. and going to sleep at 10:30 p.m., it's gonna fuck up your sleep. So understanding that. And for me, 8 p.m. everything stops. At 10, I'm already like done. At 10, I'm already like like eyes closed, and sleeping, getting ready for for the next day. So that's been a really helpful thing for me.
1: Yeah, we we do. So uh, the things I do, and it's, it's funny you talk about helicopter parenting. I I'm a i uh, work from home, have one child. And she, and who, oh, man, that I am going to struggle with not helicopter parenting. Cause I just like, just love that little, that little kid <laughs> and I'm always around and she's always around, <laughs> but, uh, so my, I, I think the thing that I do well, my, my, what, what works for me and what usually what helps hold anxiety back is, uh, exercise for, I mean, I'm sure that's the, the deal for a lot of people. Like for me, I, I do some form of exercise mm-hmm. every day, um, a couple days a week, I go to a gym, uh, you know, the show American Ninja Warrior where the, those shows, the obstacle course. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like, so I do, I do that stuff. Like, I do, I go to a gym that does the obstacle course fitness stuff and that's super fun. I love that. That's, that's amazing. amazing for my, for my brain too. <laughs> and uh, that's also play.
0: That's also play. It is,
1: it is, a, it is adult playground, like hanging on stuff, jumping, doing monkey bars, doing little flips and whatnot. And, uh, I do that, uh. The other days that I don't do that, I run and the running is, you know, I I don't know how many times I'm like stressed, anxious. I don't even know why I've been working like I'm going to stop. And then like three miles later, you know, the feeling that's left is mostly just like pride. Like, ah, I did. Mm. I did that. Like, I'm good. Like that. It 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 flushes out the brain really well. And uh, we don't we don't shut down all of our screens. But yeah, so I at, at night we stop we make sure like around seven 30 or so we start like Jade, my, my daughter starts winding down for bed. And that's when my wife and I will, we stop everything else we're doing and we go and just hang out together. Like why? And we do some, we watch TV and we'll just watch stuff that makes us happy. And then that's lovely. Like, yeah. By 10 30 or so we're well, dead. And uh, I, yeah, I, I do not like, to, I do not work in the evenings, like unless I have to, uh, you know, and it, it happens. I get requests <laughs> sometimes that are urgent. Something needs to be done now. Uh, but in general i would much rather wake up at like six and like run run an errand get some work done before my kid wakes up and then you know have that early start i try to get everything done as early as as i can in the day before i goof off and uh, attempt to relax the rest of the day That's there's kind of also my...
0: there's also research that um andrew heberman uh, was alluding to in in his podcast with tim ferris and he uh uh, Andrew Huberman is like a really highly regarded neuroscientist and, uh, um, and there are studies that he pointed to, um, that show that high light after 11 PM can really hinder your sleep and your, uh, relaxation protocols, therefore your brain function. So,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like to like preach that stuff too much to people. Cause I, you know, I know some people are, some people are just night owls and they, that's, that's when they come alive at night and I'm like, yeah, that's not me. I, <laughs> I die at night and, uh, not that I don't enjoy it. occasionally, you know, it's a, a little treat, occasionally stay up late playing a video game or something when it's dark and the, the ambiance is nice. But, uh, in general, I'm, I do most of everything, uh, during daylight. I hate wasting daylight. I hate sleeping in. I, I don't like taking naps. Cause it's like, Oh, I just wasted daylight. <laughs> even <laughs> I'm even exactly if I'm not going like outside. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm exactly like winter, I like I hate that. winter because it's like oh it's dark at 5 p.m yeah cool
0: that's that's <laughs> some uh, that's the amazing thing about living in a tropical island uh, um is that with <clears throat> the, the 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 earliest we get we get dark is like seven um yeah so I, yeah i don't in know bali.
1: We're, like geographically bali is
0: it's right it's it's between it's it's close to Australia, okay. <laughs> it's close to Philippines, okay. it's close to Vietnam, Thailand. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's the th- that's the main thing wh- that keeps me here. Like when I lived in Denver and in places with seasons, it's amazing, man. Like it's it's so beautiful to see everything change. That being said, the the time of year, these four uh, four months of the year where I feel miserable are kind of not worth it for me. Like there, I I'd love to spend maybe like a month of a winter somewhere just like to fuck around or something like that. But you know, like, uh, um, it's just, I, 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 that's why I love a tropical Island. It's because it keeps me uh, awake when I need to be awake kind of thing, because it gets really hard during the day and, uh, it doesn't get really cold during the night, but I, I feel like there's another thing that I, I, I mean, people who say they're night owls, I, I kind of like, I tend to disagree with, with, with the fact that I'm a night owl. You're not a night owl. Or you're human, and humans like our, uh, our, basically our physiology is, is if you are without computers, without lights, without anything, you will go to sleep before nine, nine uh, p.m. I'm positive about it. If you just like go to somewhere to a cabin in the, in the trees. For three days, I guarantee you your your rhythms will go back to being human. Saying I'm a night owl, uh, to me, of course, there are people who like being uh, awake at night. It's silent. There's a lot of things that are uh, uh-huh, cool about it. That being said, uh, I'm a night owl. Kind of takes res- the responsibility of of taking care of our uh, of of my body, that's for me because I used to be a night owl, and and I used to feel the toll it had on my brain, um, and now I can I can comfortably say that I feel uh, strongly about the fact that that if you go to a cabin for three days, your whole rhythms will will adjust, and you'll you will immediately understand that calling yourself a night owl is probably is, is it's just. Uh, um, taking away from your uh, um, uh, responsibility and agency to actually uh, understand your body, mm-hmm. and, and there are that- certainly
1: a lot of uh, a lot of like societal factors that play into making night owls out of people. I'm sure, um, and, and all I know for certain is is daylight for me. <laughs> Yeah. I, I choose daylight <laughs> I, yeah it's uh and i think i think i mostly always have uh and, and like if the sun is up and i'm still in bed it's like what am i doing like get, yeah <laughs> up, that's why also like done.
0: that's why like we're getting into really interesting t- waters here it's just like you, you that's why you don't see people in the park doing cocaine like in in the middle of the day right because it's i just, mean in
1: Oklahoma, it's meth. okay maybe
0: maybe that yes but no no, i mean like uh, uh, like heavy stimulants like for mainstream society for people who are like uh, so-called not addicts like normal people like they would say oh yeah i can stay through the night just give me a bump or two or something like that but uh, that that's actually what people say like especially people from nightlife and people who are uh, so-called night owls so that's why i i tend to disagree with with that with that whole thing. Um, that being said, like uh, being awake at night is is also is also uh, um, something that humans needed and stressed really. Some somebody needed to keep the fire going, if uh, and 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 things like that. So I understand from a necessity standpoint. I just think uh, that people that say that it's a natural thing are missing a lot of facts on the on the journey. But anyway, man, yeah. let's let's get back to the let's let's get back <laughs> okay. to 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 where we're at, man. Like uh, what what is what's for you, like now that you're doing it full time and you are kind of you're writing it, what's your what are your uh, um what are your goals? What are your what are things that you that keep you up and 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 keep you going these days?
1: So uh, when I got into music, my goal was—I'll say, like my my specific goal was like I'm going to score a Halo game one day. <laughs> that was my—that uh, was kind of my driving thing. Uh, and it was, you know, like video games are my are my passion still. Like I, I once music became work and not really a hobby anymore. Uh, gaming took more of a, a hobby role. That's more of my my relaxing thing I do. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I think. I've gotten really comfortable where I am and you know, that can cause, you, you could argue that that's like complacency. Um, but at the same time, you know, what I doing, what I do now, um, the it, it's, I'm, I'm enough of a, as you said, a well-oiled machine at it now. And the structure of production music, when you're not doing like constant trailer customs is relaxed enough that I you know, I don't. I don't know. I don't really know any other parents who get to spend as much time with their kids like as myself and my wife do, and that alone makes me think like, why would I ever change anything? <laughs> you know, mm. like I, I, I go. I, I still would love to. You know, if the opportunity was to come along, I would probably yet. Yeah, I, I, would work on a game. I would do it. And I've, I've had a couple opportunities come close, but not quite pan out. And I would love to do it. I would love to have that notch in my, on my belt, so to speak uh but I, I really don't actively pursue that stuff anymore just cuz i and i and i think part of it is being spoiled on the whole concept of back end and uh, residual income i mean like there are so few other professions that generate residual income like you know it if if i had a job sure i'd have health insurance that'd be nice uh, <laughs> as a us resident um that probably that hits that'll hit your us listeners harder uh, yeah. for sure <laughs> But, oh man uh But the (laughs) residual income and, you know, the ability to be passive uh, when, when needed. Um, I don't like to be, like I said, I don't like to be inactive. I don't like to not write music, but if I had to, I could, I could stop, you know, and not really feel it. Um, So, I, I mean, my goal is really to just get better, keep doing what I do, keep doing what I do for, with more, with more publishers, with, you know, cooler, meet, meet more cool people to, to work with and, and. I I guess I'm not an ambitious person, you know, like I, I never, it was never even my goal to get into this field at all. Like, I guess, and like I said before, I kind of stumbled into it, um, fell into it by accident and then just like seized it and took advantage. Um, so beyond just continuing to do what I do, that's really, that's really it. (laughs) Just be, be a family man, have a fulfilling life outside of music. Um, and that's, that's my main goal like a work-life balance and even though i just talked about how bad i am at not working um i think i still have it a lot better than people in other professions or people you know pursuing more more active fields and more more deadline driven (laughs) fields and professions
0: even Um, you know what uh, like arguably even in uh (laughs) Even in in label work, like it's so close to us, right? Like, uh, um, I mean, the labels we work with, they also have deadlines. They also have uh, things they need to, to, to reach in order to keep going and things like that. So we are way closer to that than we, than we w- want to think at times. And it's just really interesting how you're saying about the ambition part because like, man, if I were to tell you uh, uh, I, I like to say it to my my older brother because he's he has a his own startup which is uh, has been pretty successful and he's he he kind of he talks to me at times and he's like man I don't know I'm like this and I'm like bro if you were you six years ago would you believe that you would have what you have right now would you call that not ambitious. You know what I mean? Like it, it it's crazy to me. Like right now the space that I'm in, the space that I'm building. I'm just I just got panels and I'm going to build like the 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 ceiling for like for for the studio. It, these are things that 10 years ago when I sold my all my equipment so I can survive in New York, I didn't even think about, right? And now I'm thinking, huh, do I make my clouds here? Twenty centimeters wide or uh, twenty uh, centimeters thick or fifteen? Oh, I don't know. These are such hard decisions to make, kind of thing. Like th- these are the thoughts that actually go through my mind. So I feel like um, it's interesting to be to see how like just different standards create uh, a feeling of yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not very ambitious, but yet. But yet, if I would take you before Jade was born, you you would be like, oh, if I knew this was my trajectory, oh, my God. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, things did get things blew up in a way I didn't expect, like, to be honest w- with the whole career. And like, I was I mean, like where I live in Oklahoma, like I, I was, you know, I was like, well, I'll probably make I'll probably end up in some office job making 50 grand a year or something, and I'll be happy and fine. And, you know, things, things have escalated in a way I wasn't expecting. And, you know, it, it is, yeah, the perspective shift of thinking back six years is definitely a uh, helpful to the mindset because while I, I don't consider myself ambitious in that, like, I don't sit back and like dream of these big grand goals. Um, I think I'm ambitious in the way that I do like to achieve stuff. I, I like to get better and achieve stuff. And um, for me, that's just I guess that achievement for me is being the the reliable guy that people like to work with. And I, I think that's been my, I think that's been the key of my career is being that guy being the, that's why I think that's why I have a career is because people have liked working. Like, like you said about relationships being the key um, people. I think people like working with me and I appreciate it. I, 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 I'm extremely grateful for them. I try my best to be the, the reliable on time guy never cause any headaches, deliver everything ahead of time, always have the right file format, <laughs> you know, the, the things that make people's lives easier. And I do like to work with people who, who I can tell express an interest beyond just, all right, I want this music. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> you know, yeah. I like emails that I, I like emails that open with, you know, Hey, how's you been? you, been having a good summer as you, you know that I, I i very much value that aspect of this business and I, I i think i think there's a lot of it there are a lot of good people and i'm fortunate to have met a lot of them
0: there's also a lot of people who don't who don't realize it uh, also in, in publishers like I'm, I'm not not shy to say it i've experienced it uh, where where people don't really care about how you feel and it's okay but it's very transactional i mean like there's a few labels which I've worked with and I'll, I'm never going to work with again because of that. Like not because of, not because of cruelty or, you know, like there was nothing wrong. Uh, that being said, like, I need to feel comfortable when I work with you kind of thing. Like I want to be easy to work with for sure, but I also uh, uh, can't feel like I'm like, like I'm a means to an end. Um, and, and that's, that's what you were alluding to. I feel like you worked with 30, 30, uh, publishers. You chose to keep working with like three, which is what, uh, uh, essentially I feel like that, that's the, that's the kind of thing. That's the, the, the way you want it to be. You want to have a few, like you want to have your, your pool of, of places to work with, but like. Three to five, in my like in my head, three to five really good relationships with with good publishers can set you up for an amazing career. In my in my perspective, Um, and and it all comes down to a relationship and how comfortable you feel talking to somebody, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I've I had just an example just a few months ago. I I wrote an album was pitching it around uh I got a response from a library i was pretty excited that they responded and then the whole thing ended up being so like just just like okay here's our specs deliver it whenever you can like okay delivered and it was just like okay cool we'll get back to you with a contract closer to release date that could be a few months from now silence yeah <laughs> and uh, like it's going to i'm not I, I still i'm still you know I'm rolling with it i don't i don't i don't feel like they're they're doing any they're not like trying to scam me or anything like i know they're legit but it's just like, well, that left a bit to be desired uh, as far yeah. as networking and just feeling, you know, like uh, hopefully it'll it'll come out and they and it's a it's a proven library with a good track record and stuff. But yeah. I left it feeling a bit like, like, hello, did you notice me? I'm, I'm over yeah. here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly and that's that i feel like that's the also the importance of of if face to face or even like talking in uh uh network like talking uh on like this like on on video it's just like mm-hmm. to see and feel the presence of somebody yeah we'll get to maybe, maybe uh, like Maybe I'll come to Ho- Oklahoma and hang out with you next year, you know, like, but, but, yeah. but and, 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 and chill with Jade and play with Jade or something like that. But, you know, like uh, we, it's the, the whole thing. I love the name, by the way. That's why I'm saying it again and again. And I think it's <laughs> that's, a beautiful it's a good name. Um, pretty but, um, uh, you, you know, like that's uh, uh, Ziggard. Uh, actually, he's a, a, an amazing composer for, for, of uh, for a lot of, uh, of games and he is like next a next level human being. I, I recommend anyone to listen to both the podcasts I did with him. And he's gonna come on round three really, really soon. But he speaks to 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 exactly what we were we were kind of uh, um to to uh, um being able to get people on a call, right? Like to 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 feel who you're speaking to, and. There was there was lately a, a few times like uh, uh, in the past two to three years there have been label owners which were like, okay, let's get on a conversation. Sometimes they would have the whole team on a conversation with me, a composer, a single composer. Mm-hmm. They would have the whole yes. team come on, uh, make time and come on a call with me. that That means the world. When I saw yes. that person in reality, I gave him a huge hug and I was like, and it was so genuine because... Uh, regardless of the if this library has gotten me placement, the fact that they took the time to to tell me what they think about my art and tell me what they want me to do with them and what vision they have, it just it it makes a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. and and that's what I feel like. Yeah, maybe you are not uh, people who are listening to this and are in the beginning of their journey. They're not gonna get that in the beginning, but like once you become, uh, um good enough. And once you, once enough people want to work with you, people start, uh, uh, to understand your value and they start to, to, to create these conversations with you. So why not start it from you kind of thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And I, every time I, every time I like get in contact with a new publisher, I try to, I try to like not so subtly hint in my, in one of my intro emails, like, like, you know, I, I'd love to, to, you know, get to know more about what you guys do and your clientele and stuff like that. If you wanted to hop on a zoom call or a phone let's call, let's do meth point. in the park. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma networking. <laughs> broad daylight. <laughs> let's do networking Oklahoma style.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
1: know, sometimes they say, sometimes they say, sometimes they blow past it and just move on with all business. Sometimes, you know, I, I've had like one of my, I've been working with one of the big three as well. And like what, th- this was a pretty recent thing, like within the past year and, first thing we did was got on a zoom call and just like got to know the the owner and got like found out that that you know the the person of the representative of the company i was talking to like used to live a couple hours away in oklahoma city or in or in in oklahoma uh in a city nearby oh, and i and i i loved that <laughs> i was like i know I immediately who you're feel about it as really well. that's so cool yeah <laughs> i immediately felt cool. good about working with this yeah with this team so yeah uh It's, it's, it is incredibly valuable. And I will always try to find that relationship when possible. And uh, those are the people who will get, you know, those are the people who will end up with a thousand tracks of mine in their library after a while. Yeah. Yeah. The ones who, uh, who I just want to come back to.
0: Yeah. And I, 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 and, and I know, uh, like, again, I know big, big composers who, who go back to these people just because of the the good taste they've left, not necessarily because of the placements. And and it's another thing. Maybe, I don't know, maybe this is geared towards libraries. Like the, the more people feel comfortable working for you and with you, the more they're likely to, to write more for you. A lot of people, because I, I think it's an interesting perspective to present because a lot of the people present, what do you need to do in order to, for libraries to want to work with you? But I mean, like, once you get to a certain number in in your catalog, you want to work with people who appreciate you. Yes. It's just like you after a hundred tracks in your BMI. I feel like I, I feel like one can be done with uh, um, trying to prove themselves, right? Like they they need to start searching for these these relationships and for that that uh, uh, more long haul uh, uh, game that you are in. Right now, yeah. So um, I, I think uh, we're we're about uh, we're we're in our time, and I would like to ask you: uh, Do you have like any last piece of advice you'd like to give uh, the composers at home listening to this? People who are looking to 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 make their mark. Uh,
1: I think if I could yeah. boil it down to a couple of like a couple of important bullet points: things that I think work at least for me Mm -hmm. are taking it seriously. You know, it's a business, it's work, it's, it's a service in exchange for, for currency, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, and I'm not saying that, that doesn't, that doesn't mean there's no art to it. There's no crap. You know, it, it, I just, I view it as craft and it's something you have to take seriously and know that like there will be demands that you have to meet, uh, to, to excel, to get people to want to work with you more. Uh, and so, do the work, put in the work. Don't, don't, I I mean, every, everything worth doing takes time and, and blood, sweat, and tears, so to speak. So Mm -hmm. don't, don't be sad. Don't give up. Don't, don't lose hope whenever it, things take a while because they will. Uh, And then the other thing is just be your, be your genuine self. You know, I, I think it's really obvious when someone is trying to network Versus when someone is organically mm. networking, um, yeah, and you know, there you'll see a lot of like stuff on YouTube or whatnot, telling, giving you email templates to submit to publishers, or like uh, telling you this is how you should talk to people if you want to be successful in sync. Uh, and I just kind of say, <laughs> I mean, obviously there's a baseline of knowledge you need to have so you don't make a fool of yourself. But when it comes to presenting yourself to people, be you. <laughs> unless you as a total jerk then maybe don't do that but <laughs>
0: wow big 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 i'm i can't agree more i i think you are you hit the nail on the fucking head because um yeah all these uh, uh that's what uh my homie uh, who will stay nameless was talking to me about like courses and why they suck uh <laughs> Basically, <laughs> and, um, he's like, yeah, man, there's no cookie cutter way. And and I I've done I've taken a few courses that tell you how to write and stuff like that. And I feel like the more uh, the better way to present it is is what not to write a few things that you don't need to write. Of course. Yes. Yeah, st- uh, like and, and it's been on the podcast. so We don't need to repeat that. But like and if I were to do a course, I would say like. Yeah, don't don't send WAV files. Don't. There's a few things that you don't you don't yeah. you don't share your whole life story. You don't uh, um, you don't uh, um, leave uh, 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 yeah again big files and 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 long stories. You leave that out, and I feel like uh, uh, having that as your template, like a few things not to do, will make you more efficient in sending an email because. Mm-hmm uh um it'll just it just comes across it just comes across when there's a template it comes across in my opinion so thank you so much for for sharing that um where can where can people find find out more about you and what you do
1: well uh i i mean as far as online presence uh, my website it's just uh steven steven with a b stevenmacdonaldmusic.com uh, there's you know just contact information there and uh Music examples and stuff like that. Um, uh, my social media is mostly personal stuff: pictures of my kid and my dog and my <laughs> family and stuff like that. But uh, no, that's that I would say a website. If you if there's anything else, you were wanting to learn or hear. If, if you're just wanting to hear music, that's the best way. There.
0: Sick, um, man! Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a it was a good talk. That was fun.
0: Boom. Yo, thanks for listening to Sync Jams. Again, if y'all want to support this podcast, go ahead. Follow the podcast, which is a huge thing. It also lets you know when episodes are coming out. Share the podcast on your socials. Share the posts on socials. And let me know what you think about the podcast as well. Hit me up on IG. Hit me up wherever. And I'm sending you all the love. And see you at the next Sync Gems episode. Peace.